This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on Insurance on YouTube. I am an attorney retired from the practice of law who now spends his time working as an insurance claims consultant, an insurance bad faith consultant, insurance expert witness, an author and producer of these videos. Today, let's talk about insurance fraud, one of my favorite topics. It is important that everyone involved in the business of insurance understand insurance and specifically understand how insurance is a victim of fraud perpetrators. It is getting so bad that insurance fraud continually takes more money each year from the insurance buying public than it did the year before. There is no certain number because most attempts at insurance fraud succeed. We can only make educated guesses about the extent of fraud, and those guesses range from $80 billion to $300 billion a year. Next to tax fraud, insurance fraud is the most perpetrated crime in the world. It is perpetrated by members of every race, religion, national origin, sexual orientation, or gender. It is found in every profession. The possibility of a tax-free profit, when coupled with the commonly held belief that criminal prosecution will probably not occur, is sometimes too difficult for even normally honest people to resist. As those in the insurance industry are aware, many insurance fraud cases go unreported because the victimized organization did not recognize that they had been defrauded. Fraud is also not reported to authorities because the victim insurers choose not to report the crimes for fear of bad publicity or simply because they do not want to deal with the repercussions and expenses attendant on insurers who report fraud to the appropriate authorities. If each insurer recognized that at least 3% of its gross premium goes to perpetrators of fraud, the insurer might be willing to invest more money in its special fraud investigation units. Those who believe they can pass the cost of fraud on to customers are mistaken. The truth is that fraud reduces the profit an insurer can make. Those who own stock in insurers should be complaining to the insurer about the lack of effort to protect the profits of the insurer and the dividends the shareholders are entitled to receive. Insurance fraud is a tort, a civil wrong. Black's Law Dictionary, 6th edition, defines fraud as follows. Quote, An intentional perversion of the truth for the purpose of inducing another, in reliance upon it, to part with some valuable thing belonging to him or to surrender a legal right, a false representation of a matter of fact, whether by words or by conduct, by false or misleading allegations, or by concealment of that which should have been disclosed, which deceives and is intended to deceive another, so that he shall act upon it to his legal injury. Close quote. 
in simple language that normal human beings can understand, fraud can be defined as a lie told for the purpose of obtaining money from another who believes the lie to be true. Civil insurance fraud exists if it insured one makes a representation to the insurer that the insured knows is false, two conceals from the insurer a fact he or she knows is material to the insurer, three makes a promise he or she does not intend to keep, and four makes a misrepresentation on which the insurer relies in issuing the policy that results in the insurer incurring damage. To protect insurers against fraud, most insurance policies contain in clear and unambiguous language a clause similar to the following from the New York Standard Fire Policy. Quote, this entire policy shall be void if, whether before or after a loss, the insured has willfully concealed or misrepresented any material fact or circumstance concerning this insurance or the subject thereof or the interest of the insured therein. Close quote. Fraud may be committed at different stages in the insurance transaction by applicants for insurance, policyholders, third-party claimants, and professionals who provide services to claimants. Those who commit insurance fraud range from organized criminals who steal large sums through fraudulent business activities, insurance claims mills, professionals and technicians who inflate the cost of services or charge for services not rendered, people in need of cash who are recruited for a fee to be victims in an auto accident, ordinary people who are tempted after a legitimate loss to pad the claim to make a small profit from the claim, ordinary people who want to cover their deductible by just adding a little to their claim, or ordinary people who view filing a claim as a right to obtain the funds paid in premium for years without a loss. A common form, and probably the most difficult to prove, of insurance fraud is false swearing. In common language, the provision of an insurance policy that voids the policy for false swearing means that if an insured lies under oath, the policy is void, whether the lie is in a proof of loss or an examination under oath. In Texas and Oklahoma, a type of false swearing is explained this way, quote, where an insured knowingly and willfully overestimates the value of property destroyed or damaged, the policy is voided and the insured's right to recover is defeated. The reason for the false swearing defense can be explained because it would be unjust to allow a claimant to misrepresent facts under oath that might lead to a valid defense and then allow him to escape the consequences of the falsehood simply because he had succeeded so well that the company was unable to establish the defense. To prove a defense to a claim of false swearing, 
a concealment or fraud clause applies not only to the insured's misrepresentations made when applying for insurance, but also to those made when the insurer is investigating a loss. The burden of proof for an affirmative defense of violation of a policy provision for fraud or false swearing is by a preponderance of the evidence. That's 50% plus one. The Eighth Circuit upheld the false swearing defense when it stated, quote, the Willises also argue that State Farm made no showing it had actually relied on Mr. Willis's misstatements or that it would have done anything different had Mr. Willis told the truth. The jury was not instructed, however, that a showing of reliance was necessary, and the Willises did not object to the jury instruction. We think, moreover, that the instruction was correct. Although reliance must be shown in a claim for fraud in the inducement, an exception to this general rule exists, of course, if a statutory provision specifically makes a party's reliance an element of the defense of fraud or false swearing. See, for example, McCullough versus State Farm Fire and Casualty, where the Eighth Circuit applied a Nebraska statute. Close quote. The New Jersey legislature defined false swearing as existing when a person makes a false statement under oath or equivalent affirmation or swears or affirms the truth of such statement previously made when he does not believe the statement to be true. False swearing, sometimes called perjury, is a crime in all states. An insured that is guilty of false swearing is subject to the possibility of criminal liability. The person swearing falsely also destroys the right to recover under a policy of insurance by its clear and unambiguous terms. An insurer can assert false swearing as an affirmative defense to an action brought by an insured. To prove the defense, the insurer must prove that the false statement was made under oath with knowledge that it was false and that the insured or witness intended that the person to whom the statement was made would rely on it. Any lie, no matter how small, that is material to an investigation or to a policy is sufficient to void the policy. An insured cannot commit a small or unimportant lie any more than the insured could be a little bit dead. This video was adapted from my book, Adjusting Property Claims 2nd Edition, which is available at my website, zalma.com, by clicking on the Insurance Claims Library link, and at amazon.com is both a paperback and a Kindle book. If you found this video to be useful to you or to your friends, Please subscribe to my YouTube channel and pass on the information to anyone who could profit from listening to these videos. Thank you for your attention.